All right, we are back here on the Huddle Podcast. This is your host, Steve's wife, and I'm with my guy. Uh, he's been on the uh, podcast, what, one or two times? One but time one time, so this is the second time on the podcast. Say what up, Mahoney. What up, what up? All right, we on the Huddle today, we'll be talking your Seattle Mariners. So we're talking Robinson Cano coming back. We're talking the losing streak lately. We're talking the A's, how that series went down. And a little bit before that, right before the A's, they swept the Astros. So we're going to go through those topics for you. I got a really good guy for you today. Mahoney's going to bring it. He's got a little heat. He, he's feeling the Mariner podcast. I asked him, hey, we can talk anything you want today. And the, and the co-host, co-host Mahoney, chose to talk to Mariners. So I'll let you kick it off, Mahoney. You want to talk Mariners. How about we kick it off with Robinson Cano? He is back. He's in your lineup. He's at first base. How do you feel about that? So, yeah, Cano's back, and uh, he's going to be with the Mariners until the playoffs start. And uh, and apparently he's not able to play in the playoffs. So I guess we got a really good hitter until the playoffs. But... What does that go as far as team chemistry? Like, how do you, how do you live with a player that is not going to be with you for the playoffs? Like, knowing that, like, how good is that for team chemistry? And like, you kind of you know notice the the skid with the the A's there, and uh, you know did that Cano coming back play play any impact with that in the in the ball club? So, what do you think about that, Chris? <clears throat> so I want to I dive into that a little bit. So you're talking about team chemistry, and you're talking about a guy coming in to help you that cannot help you when you need him to help you, which would be in the playoffs. So you're talking about a guy taking spot uh, time away from D Gordon at second base. We've seen him in center field. Does that does that uh, affect D Gordon's fil- fielding ability when we're going to need D to play second base? Um, in the playoffs uh we've seen him over there at first base but how long is i mean we've seen him over there for one game so you don't know if that's gonna stick but to answer your question i think you do whatever you have to do to get into the playoffs we'll worry about what happens when we get there but for the most part robinson cano is a really good hitter he's your he should be your number three hitter they're batting number two right now which is kind of a head scratcher but he should be your number three hitter and I, i understand what you're saying that He's taking time away from guys like Healy and Gordon maybe at second base, and who knows if he moves over to third and takes some time uh, away from Seager, guys that we're going to need in the playoffs. But, um, you know, for the most part, get to the playoffs first, and then we'll talk. Exactly. But how about this this losing streak lately? Uh, I, I, I'd like to stay on this Cano topic. You want to? Yeah, I got, I got some You got some more. And- you got you know, some more, do like yeah? To, I got, I got a rebuttal. About All right, it. spit it off then. You know, I kind of agree with you. I, I yeah. just from just from <clears throat> watching the games, I can tell body language in the ball club's pretty good. Like, uh, yeah, you know, Cano, Cano's a real team player, and he's, uh, he's happy to be there, and so is D Gordon. D Gordon's just ecstatic, good morale as usual. He and is morale in the ball club, but is absolutely phenomenal. D Gordon and. I, there's a really good point made on uh, 710 ESPN by Danny O'Neill, who was talking about D. Gordon. You, I know you can't get mad at D. Gordon for not walking because he's never walked in his career, and you knew that when you acquired yeah. him, and so he's not walking neither now. How can you? Yeah, exactly. Neither did Ichiro. How can you complain about it when you knew he wasn't going to? But in a way, man, 
just to look at the other side of it. Could you walk a little bit? Because when he is struggling at the plate and he's not hitting the ball, when he goes through like he has been lately, those two for 20 hitting lulls, they're not two for 20 with a couple walks. It's two for 20. You are not getting on base at all, except for the hits that you do get, which are sparingly. And I love D Gordon. I will say this. He's one of my favorite Mariners and he, he is an elect, he's an electric person in in the clubhouse and he's electric person on the base pass. And when he does get on base, he changes his team. But what I will say is, could you walk a little bit? Could you I, get on base some other way? He he causes causes so much disturbance. He does when, when he, he is on base. When he touch, does touch the bag, and I guess when he's in a slump, like you know, he'd be a very excellent pinch runner, and you know, in a lot of scenarios. So like that, that's a good thing to keep in the back of your pocket, but like he, he's got to be out for you to do that. So. I don't know how you could make that pay off, but yeah, if I you guess... were to give him a day off, see, okay, so you're the manager of the Mariners. You're giving the only time he is out of the lineup is if you're giving him. And just, he's always got a good attitude. So you're giving him. Like let's just say you're giving D one day off because he's not going to be out of the lineup more than one day. So you give him one day off, but you need a pinch runner. It, does it does it really affect his energy? Does he still feel like he got that day off if he comes in and pinch runs and runs the bases and hopefully scores a run, or maybe has to bat one time if it goes to you know, if it comes to that? Does he still feel like he had a rested day? Because I like your idea of using him as a pinch runner if he has a day off. But how many? He's not going to have many days off. Use him in inning four when you have an opportunity, like when you got a. A, you know, some fatso or Healy on on first. Yeah. Healy hits a single. You know. Well, inning four, that'd be pretty early. He Healy for a pinch he, runner. Well, fourth inning, Healy hits a single. He's on first, no outs. You got the you know, a, freaking use him. Zunino up. Use him. Who's gonna strike out? Or the fourth inning for I'm me. I'm just saying that'd be way too early. I'm but, just saying use. Use some, you know, something no, like a tool it. when you got in your. Clock. We can all play, uh, you know, couch manager. For the most part, how do you feel about service? I think he's a good manager. I think they got excellent team morale, and I think that's. I think he is too. He, I mean, maybe I it's just this Facebook uh, uh, group that I'm in that follows the Seattle Mariners. It is nothing but service and Depoto hate, and the Depoto hate I really don't get. So there's some the service. Fuck? There's some like, this service. This team should not be relevant without Depoto. Oh, I know. There, there is some service hate that I kind of understand, but still not really. Like they're criticizing uh, bringing in Zach Duke, who gives up a, a a home run. You can't criticize the result. Okay, this is Look a, at the this, team morale. I think this is a, this is a really thing. this is a really cool point because in anything else, what else? Everything else is a result-oriented business. Everything is result-oriented. When looking at a manager, it's not result-oriented. It's about what should have happened. If he played the odds, if he played the lefty-on-lefty matchup and it told you that the guy at the plate has only had one home run against lefty hitters and the guy you brought in has has given up zero home runs, even if he gives up a home run, you can't base the managerial decision off the result. The exactly. he played the right situation, and if it backfired, you I don't think you can give him crap for it. It's about taking favorable advantages, like you know. You have you, to play the have, stats when you have pocket aces. You got to fucking bet on it. Exactly, yeah. and even you if know. you lose, the exact that's exactly. a great analogy. You, you you know you had a good hand, but really 
really to go to go back way you know minutes ago about what we were talking about the reason why I wanted to go back on this Cano thing is and I don't want to start a whole conspiracy and I don't know if you want to start a whole other <laughs> topic on this I think you know Cano might be the start of a list of uh, Dominican players that are all using performance enhancing yep. drugs. Well, there's and already I been don't... a lot that have been uncovered, and so it's it's really kind of like Cano added on when he got caught because I wish I had the names at, at my hand right now, but there are there were a lot a lot of bust out of the Dominican Republic, um, especially Dominican. It's not just out, it's not out of Venezuela. It's not out of Puerto Rico. Those other hubs of great talent it's strictly a dominican republican thing which is kind of a it, it points to culture and it points to maybe oh. how the, those players are coming up well i don't know if you want to dive into that because like i said um, i don't have the the stats in front of me so we'd, be think, after, uh, we'd have to be, i think we should just scan it and just go for that i uh <laughs> i think uh i think i can talk a little bit about that so so like go for it and I don't like I don't mean race I'm just talking economics here so like you know if you walk, watch a documentary documentary or anything about right. you know border patrol mm-hmm. a lot of these people that are coming into the United States are not necessarily from Mexico they're coming from you know you know Central American countries and they're you know because it's so bad down there it's war you know it's drug cartels and Oh, the, the, the all right, Mahoney, diving it's, it's into the Mexican cartels. Well, it's a you know, <laughs> it's, let's take on some some economics. Take here. on so some like, meaning to this podcast. So, yeah, can't just talk of, sports There's a lot all of turmoil and like, all right. like you know, not like I would say I don't know percentages, but like uh-huh. not. I, I would assume half of the people that are coming in from Mexico are not necessarily Mexican. They're coming in from other how do you Central pull that? American how, countries. For I'm one, for one how do you I, pull that number? And two, I've this is a Mariner podcast, Mahoney. So, As a host, oh, okay, I could only okay, let okay. you go down this road okay, for yeah, so yeah. long okay, okay. until you start talking. Object, object, until okay. you start pulling numbers like half okay. the people that are okay. coming over from Mexico so, so aren't big, even Mexican. So, no, we got to move on. So, we do. We got to move on. Okay, so anyhow. Mahoney, wrap up the, the, okay. deport, the deportation mm-hmm. of Mexicans and them coming into this Okay, country. anywho. That had nothing to do with it. I know. Uh, I, you so never say anything about deportation. People are stuff. willing to come all the way to the United States, cross uh, all these borders just to come to the American prosperity. What is some Dominican guy who's going to live in a poor ass country? You know, he's going to do whatever he has to do to have a pro career, making millions of dollars. And if he has to take, you know, performance enhancing drugs to do it, he wouldn't. So let me pose this. Let me pose this question. Dominican player would blink to doing that. Let me pose this question to you. So why are we only seeing it out of the Dominican Republic? Why aren't we seeing it out of Puerto Rico? I know it's a. Oh, I, I know. I know Puerto Rico I'm is. Sure every Puerto other Rico one is a U.S. Too. territory and is is I'm not. I'm sure every other one too. But, but Cuba, you're not really seeing that out of Cuba. Uh, they may. Not, yes, you do. You might not have. Well, they got some. They do have like because they were confined as a country. In the, I've only heard you know. about the Dominican Republic. Yeah. No. I think. I think. I think all. But really, we I are... Think all those countries... Until we can get some names on these people, we're going to be talking out I, of our ass. Yeah, no, no. Just just economically speaking, like, if you're from a poor country, like, you're more likely to do a performance-enhancing drug to okay, enhance your career. So why isn't it going on in Venezuela? I'm sure it players. is, There's dude. There's a lot of players from Venezuela. No, you're only hearing I'm about I'm just it. saying Cano went freaking 15 years without being caught. 
Yeah. Well, who's to say he went all 15 years with doing it? But so I think we're going to uh, take a break here. We're running a little low on time, but we will be back to talk about the losing streak lately of the Mariners. We'll be talking about those pesky A's who came all the way back and are winning at a 750 clip. Will that stop? Will they cool off a little bit? Can we get a little relief here as a Mariner fan? And then we will be talking about that very impressive four-game winning streak from your Seattle Mariners on the road against the Astros. But I want to thank my co-host. A lot of good stuff here. You really did a good job. I'm not just saying that. But we'll be back here on the huddle. Thanks for listening.